Hey everyone, this is Tony Holbein. You're listening to The Revenue Formula. In today's episode, we're going to talk about two ways you should be buying software and how to get a good deal doing it. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, man. So which one are we going to go for today? What let's, if you like? let's warm what up, up like? with what this one. Like? Let's warm uh, up with this software. one. Good. good, let's do that. Warm up with software. That's good. All right, so another thing happened. I was working from home last week. And, uh, you know, I'm still learning about being a homeowner and everything. And we have heating in the floor. And then we have this cabinet filled with technical stuff that I just have no effing clue about yeah. whatsoever. Whatsoever. Yes. Like, I'm an office worker. I've never been able to understand that yeah. stuff. And the seller said, you know, when we took over, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty complicated. It's super simple. No, no. They said it's, it's pretty complicated yeah. there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> And then I realized there wasn't enough pressure on the boiler. And I was like, okay, so what do I do? I Google and you watch videos of, you know, tens of different solutions. And you learn that you need to fill water on the thing. And how do you do that? It took me like forever. And it's just to say, even after having purchased something, you will still discover complicated things after, you know, a certain amount of time have passed. Didn't you also have this or was it easier with your... No, um, <laughs> but uh, all of this stuff my wife takes care of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's like yeah. honestly, it's. Um, I think um, and Cecilia, when you when you hear this, you know, please please don't give me a bad time afterwards. But uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all of these things, like those things at home, I'm like, I look at it as like I don't, you know, I, I've I've in Germany you say you have. Uh, two thumbs on the on the left side or something like yeah, this yeah, yeah. thumbs uh, for fingers yeah, yeah and um you know uh, i i rather don't touch it so the the last time when something kind of broke in the house i was just you know i was down in the with like a, a bathroom downstairs and i was like hmm this this sounds weird <laughs> <laughs> and then i literally just texted my wife hey you need to come here and listen this something sounds weird <laughs> And you know, lo and behold, there was there was a big problem actually. Kind of, we had water kind of gushing through no. and kind of into the, into so not not into the house, well into the house, but uh, then kind of also running out. So we we're basically kind of yeah, the meter yeah. was running yeah. for probably a week without kind of us realizing. <laughs> so well, something sounds weird here. Hmm. Well, at least you know, as your wife, not it's not like this magical thing. Like, where do all these clean clothes come from? I have no clue. At least you know, so you can give her credit for it. I think that's you know, kudos to you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, but anyway, we're so the thing is, we're this is the segue I stitched together for today: buying stuff, complex software. Yeah, we're gonna no, talk about it. buying software. Did I ruin it? Actually, no, 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 not okay. at all, not at all. You made it better. Yeah. You made it better. Thank so you. The, <laughs> so the correct answer, employee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> renewed. Yeah. <laughs> no, so um, the the funny thing is, we've kind of talked quite a bit about revenue operations obsessing too much over software tools and yeah and today we're going to talk about software yeah but i guess there's a reason for that because uh we've been working on an ebook and in that book it's very clear you know you just need to have a handle on that stuff yep it it's gonna need to happen anyway no absolutely and it's, it's so obviously we're sometimes like uh you know system admin and so forth strategic i mean you need to have your your, your stuff together also with uh with the different tools that you have yeah so you can't get around this, right? This is part of your, this is your core job function. You can't just like, you know what? Tony and Mikkel said, I don't need to care about this. <laughs> no, it's obviously it doesn't work like this. Um, so today we wanted to talk a little bit about um, uh, buying software. 
Um, because in in different times, I just said one or two years ago, people were like, "Oh, I'm done implementing this tool. What I'm going to implement next? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and let's let's just buy something else." Yeah. Um, and so I think that has changed a little bit recently. I think maybe. Uh, by the way, I think maybe we're starting to uh, see the light of the end of the tunnel here, kind of yeah. in, in terms of um, how, how sales and software and all of that is going. But we wanted to talk today about how you should be buying software in the right way instead. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, let's jump into it. So we have, um, let's say, two approaches we're going to mm -hmm. walk through today. And I think one is going to be eerily simple to how a lot of folks are doing it. Uh, yes. We're still going to cover it because there are some important steps in there. But there is a second approach coming. Wait for it. And that's going to be a bit yes. different. So the first one, this is the textbook one. Um, and and I think everyone kind of knows that it's, that's how it should be yeah, done. Yeah. But no one is actually doing it like this. Yeah. Um, but we still want to cover this, obviously, right? And the, um, you know, if you imagine a pyramid uh, and the top, the top, you know, triangle or something. Yeah. <laughs> you write strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And then below that, uh, you have people. Yeah. And the idea is, hey, you need to figure out what the strategy is, what you want to achieve, and then you need to figure out what the people are or who the people are that you need in order to fulfill the strategy. Mm. So far, it makes total sense, right? Yeah. And then um, once you have the people in place, then you can think like, okay, what are the processes I need to run for those people to work together in order to achieve the strategy, mm. right? So for everything, kind of that makes sense. And then, and only then, only then, you would be like, okay, now that I have strategy, I have people, I have processes, now you need to think, what are the systems I need yeah. to help run those processes for the people then to go and execute yeah. strategy? <laughs> yeah? So on the, on, the, on the base of the pyramid, um, you basically then have systems. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, if, if you Google this and have different uh, blog posts, it's going to be... Uh, four P's: purpose, people, process, and platform. Yeah, that's that's the the cool version. Yeah, I like you know strategy, people, process, systems, and um, and only then you should be like, oh, okay, now that I now that we are running a specific process, mm. let's buy a tool to help us with that yeah. process, right? So what is a process? Well, it's very simply. Um, let's just say you have a sales team yeah. and they're running a sales process. Then you would be like, hey, maybe we need a sales process management tool. Yeah. And then it would be like, oh, it's called the CRM. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and then let's buy that thing, right? Yeah. So that's that's how that works. Funny side story, by the way. There's um uh, uh talk to, I mean, I talked to a bunch of different folks, but there's a company, 300 plus million in ARR. Uh, they just recently went from spreadsheets to uh, Salesforce, by the way. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And we're talking like a thousand sellers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's um uh they've they've really milked that Google spreadsheet to the end. Yeah. Um and and for them it was then okay, now's the time where we're gonna, you know, uh professionalize that part of the um of the customer journey, the buyer journey and so yeah, forth. Yeah. Right. So it's a uh, that is a typical thing. And I think uh, in their case, uh I would assume, you know, you always have these when you're doing the plan and then you put your inputs in and then um it doesn't you know fit we need to there's a there's a gap and yeah, what should yeah. we do about the gap um 
no one puts their, you know, implement CRM and then we kind of hit the target, right? No. Because it's like, that's not going to work out. In that <laughs> no, case, no. totally possible. Yeah. In that case, it could be like a 20% lift for the whole productivity of the sales team. And it's like, yeah. boop. You that's going to be the ROI case you're going to read on the website. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. But it's, uh, um, so, so this is this is how it ideally should be, right? And yeah. then um, you have, um, you know, another, another thing, which is a little bit more recent than the CM run is, outbound yeah right so in late 2000s you know 2010s the um, uh, the sdr function became a thing mm. uh, in the beginning super messy all those emails and put them in the cm and then yeah. those calls and where do you make the calls from and where they're tracked and how do you know that you know how do you how do you track all of that stuff and how yeah. do you organize it and how do you work on those cadences and then see there was a cadence tool yeah and uh, nowadays, what's that? Sales loft and outreach. Yeah. And I think uh, Gong has something now as well. And then wh who's the last one? Clary yeah. has a uh, groove now, right? Those those sales engagement platforms, right? They they basically kind of solve that specific thing. And uh, in our case, which is when when I rolled out, well, I didn't. I was and maybe I was signing the check. Yeah. But then uh, you know, it's like at home, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, someone else kind of fix everything. But um, uh, basically, the thing was, we, I think at the time we had maybe a hundred SDRs. Yeah. In three, four different offices on three different continents, everyone was running a little bit their own thing. And we were sitting there, you know, the RevOps team, we were like, oh, okay, cool, we're going to buy this thing now. It's going to be pretty straightforward. I mean, we're super well organized, right? So, um, and then we bought this and then we want to implement it. And then it dawned on us that literally basically everyone of those 100 SDRs was kind of running a different playbook. Yeah. Like <laughs> all of them. And the worst thing is that the, the 20 really successful ones, you know, everyone else is going to, yeah, you know, we have a new playbook now. Yeah. Here's the playbook. You need to do it. But you know, with the successful ones, you can't really do it like this. So no. that was that was extremely difficult to roll this thing out. Um, and I think it took us three or four or five months or something like yeah. this. Yeah, I'm gonna drink a beer with a with a guy who's who's been running this uh, later tonight. So you know, I'll ask him. But um, that is that is one of those things we have. Like, hey, we have these. Uh, we have a growth strategy. And yeah, we want to do that through outbound. Uh, let's hire all of those SDRs. Let's have the processes in place and all of them to call and for the managers to manage that and so forth. And then, ooh, we need a, a tool for this. Yeah, which then basically kind of that that is the right way to do it. Mm. Um, and um, the the wrong way, for example, to do it, and it's slightly different from this other piece that we're going to go into is, um, you know, try and do it the other way around. Yeah, try and you know buy a tool to invent a process for people to do something that is not aligned with the strategy. Um, that's the wrong way about it. And I think I've seen, I've, I've done this myself, mm. uh, and, I, and, and I think it's pretty popular for people to still do this, right? Yeah. So kind of keep this in mind. It's really, you wanna go top down, and, uh, and if you catch yourself going the other way around, then hey, there, there must Watch be out. something. Yeah. It sounds like, Sounds like an outbound call that went really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe she signed it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, the textbook example. Pretty much how everyone should approach it. There's some strategy, people, process, and then you can look at the systems. Mm -hmm. But there's another way to go about software buying. Yes. Which we're going to get into now. Yes. And um, so I think intuitively we all know this one, but I've never heard it really being spoken out loud. Uh, like this, I recently kind of chatted with um, uh, with someone who, who basically kind of prompted that thought here to make this a topic. 
And basically, he talked about it as um, software buying as a forcing function. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, you could say, well, how is this different from, you know, the the, the, the bottom up? Mm. Yeah. The, oh, you just, you know, buy a tool to then kind of have a process. Well, it's you're doing this. Um, you're doing this with a little bit more uh, purpose in mind, right? Yeah. Kind of, it's almost. So, what what you want to achieve is you want to um, get some outside help. It could be a consultant. It could be a service. It could be a tool. Yeah. To help you achieve change management inside the organization. Yeah. Right. Um, and that might be that hey, no one is doing this process yet, but the desire is that that process is being done or the people don't actually know some of these things, but the desire would be that, you know, people would actually know this yeah. in order to then fulfill the the strategy, right? I think what's what's pretty clear to me is, you know, if if this is the, the path you choose, you probably have your systems to a degree be aligned with the strategy, but not the stuff in between. Yeah. Right. So basically kind of that's that's what you're then trying to kind of push change from the bottom up into mm. strategy. Is, is a bit more difficult, yeah. um, but that's basically kind of how that could work, right? And um, if if I take the examples from before, it could be that uh, you have an outbound function that is all over the place. Uh, maybe you're unsuccessful. Um, maybe you're not sure if you even hired the right people. Uh, all of that, you know, all of those questions might might be there. And the reason why you would then by a software tool to help you solve that is to force a specific behavior into that SDR team yeah. to then get consistent metrics and diagnostics out of this to see what's actually going on uh, for you to make a better choice on who are the right people maybe yeah. um, and you know, are we doing the right things, are we running the right process, so to speak, um, to then support the strategy to begin with, yeah, right, yeah. and um, and it's it's you know oh you know it's kind of similar but it's also not in the in in the first case you're basically trying to optimize what's already there yeah yeah so you're happy with what's going on and you just bring in a tool to make everything a bit more uh, sleek and fast and easy uh, and the other thing uh, you're you're using the tool and, and tools when you when you look at tools it's really encoded best practice into a product yeah. Yeah, there's some opinions in there usually. Right? Yeah. Think about it like this. It's not it's not an Excel spreadsheet where you can do everything and anything. Mm. It's hey, this is the best way to solve that problem that you're having there. Yeah. And we know because we talk to thousands of people and we spend, you know, millions of hours on pouring this into this product solution that's a perfect fit for this for this problem. If if you feel otherwise, there's a solid chance that maybe you are the one making the mistake here, yeah. right? So the 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 software can actually help you um, to streamline the stuff and um, and and figure out you know what the right things should be and could be, yeah. Um, and and then you start using it as a forcing function. I think one of the reasons why this is also interesting is it does something to the motivation also. Mm -hmm. When you think about, so everyone wants to be healthy. Like period, I, I assume at least everyone wants to be healthy, and everyone maybe wants then time to work out in order to become healthy. But you know what? You might have a license for a fitness gym, whatever, and then not really use it. But if you paid, let's just say two k a month for a trainer who will be there, expect you to come and run you through a program, 
you would probably show up. You would have high motivation because of the monetary side of it as well. And I think it's some of the same dynamics that happen, mentally speaking, when revenue operations and even the exec team says, okay, we know we want to enforce this process on streamlining outbound. And the fastest path for us, given where we are, is actually we we invest in the tool to commit everyone to getting it done because there's no failure in here. We are going to achieve it. And mm. I think there is some motivational a- aspect yeah. to it there. And I think when you think about this as a, you know, revenue operations making a decision to buy something like this, mm. right? I think RevOps coming in and saying there's a tool to help us with this specific process. Yeah. I think that's expected. Mm. I think this is one on one for revenue operations to make sure that uh, the stuff that's running is being supported by the right tools. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing, this is this is something that goes a little bit further into, you know, I, th- I guess what we would call strategic revenue operations, yeah. right? So really spotting, well, what isn't working well and can there be a tool out there that helps me to actually achieve that, mm. right? And I think this is is a, is a much more difficult purchasing yeah. process actually kind of you really need to make the you really need to build a internal team in order to to agree to something like this and first and foremost what you need to make sure is that this is actually fully aligned with the strategy albeit it might not fully fully be aligned with the existing processes and the existing people that you have in yeah, place, yeah which makes this really difficult to actually pull off right yeah. um and uh, uh, because of that uh, I believe doing something like this from a RevOps only perspective, I think it's much more difficult. Um, but I think this can actually be one of those things where, um, yes, through buying a sh- you know some random tool, you can actually strategically align and help your organization to kind of get better at a specific thing. Do you think it's more of a when you use a you know buying a so- piece of software as a forcing function? Do you think this is more of a stick scenario? Versus the other the other textbook cases, it's not that it's a carrot, but you know there's a process to get people prepared and bought in. And yes, mm-hmm. we've considered your reflections and blah. Whereas if you use it as a forcing function, you might end up saying, "Well, if you don't follow the process, then I'm sorry, we can't work together." Like put on the yeah. the limb here. I think it's um I'm not quite sure if if I would delineate something like this. I think if you Ultimately, you buy whatever you're going to buy and it needs to be used for the value to be taken from the tool, Yeah. right? And uh, especially as a, as a RevOps person, if you're, if you're too much thinking, hey, you can just force people to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that will be kind of extremely difficult uh, to then actually see uh, usage coming out of this. And the best example is this whole like, oh, please clean up the CRM and yeah, data yeah. quality and, and all of these things. I think in the rollout, it's always it's super important for everyone that you as a RevOps person have a what's in it for me line for every single different yeah, group, yeah, yeah. right? And I think you can you can sometimes be obviously a bit more harsh. I think in the beginning, you're going to be soft on the project management and kind of getting this in. Uh, but over time, you're going to be more and more tight and clear and know this is what this is now. Yeah. Uh, to, to take these folks on on the journey and make sure that uh, that it lands in the right way, but ultimately, uh, especially when when you are championing something like this here, you will be more or less also on the hook for the usage of it, yeah. right? So you you will need to make sure that um, all the different stakeholders and users are coming along with you in order to uh, make this a, a successful 
not only purchasing, but also really kind of getting the value out of this, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I think in some areas, it, it will require a little bit more of a stick. So I agree with yeah. that. But I think in, in those cases, you probably will need to align very well with their boss, yeah. for example. Right? Because it's also like you're not going to neglect all the best practices of rolling it out anyway. You're not just going to, you know, suddenly create users mm. and SDRs are going to go, well, I got an invite for this tool called whatever now. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you can't just forego that part of the process. Yeah. So now we talked about basically the two ways to go about buying software, but there is also a point in time we actually have to buy it, buy it, yeah. you know? <laughs> so how do you go about that? I, I think there's a couple of differences here. It's, you know, there's the conversation around to use it to reinforce and force, but also in the negotiation side and actually procuring the software. Yeah. So um, well, I've, I've been buying uh, a bunch of a bunch of tools and sometimes I feel like it's a uh, it's bad sales karma that's something it's, it's you know hitting Roblox sometimes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but um, so what um, what we developed uh, we developed a framework to purchase software. Yeah. And what we did is and we feel super smart about it, but it's super straight. It's super simple. <laughs> um, but what we did is uh, we took how um, how we were selling software. Mm. Um, and uh, try to reverse engineer it, basically, right? Because we were sitting there with the sales reps, and the sales reps, we could clearly see what worked with them, and then they came to us, and and, and so forth, um, and um, or just also seeing, you know, something is ghosting, and ah, uh, and now yeah. they have more discount, and so forth. So we basically collected all of these different things that we saw worked with us in terms of getting a better deal, basically, um, and. And how how the prospect achieved to get it? Yeah. Um, and um, we took all of that in and then uh, reverse engineered it to then try and do it ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> in order to get the best deal. Yeah? yeah. And obviously we needed to have a cool acronym. But I'm not sure if it's cool. No, no. But an acronym uh, that helped us, right? And and we we looked at bent, budget, authority, need. And timing, mm. and then we had to reverse it for, you know, the purchasing process. Yeah, and we called it bucked. Yeah, budget authority C stands for competition. Yeah, and T stands for timing. Yeah. So the reason why the need needed to be replaced with you know something else is that, you know, as you go through the purchasing process, it will be increasingly clear that there is a need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not and, gonna keep talking. And um, and you at some point you can't escape the okay. Fuck, I need this. Yeah. So what else could you do about it? And you know, I'll I'll get to that in a second, right? But uh, if you kind of go through those different steps, uh, so you know, budget in 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 the purchasing sense is there's no budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero. Yeah, yeah. No, I have no money, and um. You can navigate this through different ways, yeah. and uh, and every time someone says a number, you're surprised of how large that number is, <laughs> and so forth. Did you add a zero so you know too what? much I'm, by accident? I'm, 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 I'm yeah. <laughs> so, is it per year or yeah. is it per month? I'm really worried. You know, everyone listening to this, they're, they're going to call uh, us up now. Buy like this. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is this is number one. Number two, authority, and yeah. this is really important. It's it's one of the the biggest levers actually. So never, never go in with the highest authority. So f f when we bought, I think when we even bought Salesloft, 
we had our most junior member of the RevOps team call up Salesloft. Yeah. <laughs> and start the process there. And then every time we got in another layer, yeah. we basically asked for another discount. Yeah. Which is what people did to us all the time. But it's also a new person coming saying, so what price is this? It's like, what is it? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. But it's also this, and you can basically kind of play this this champion game then yeah. uh, and be like, oh, you know, I really want to have it, but my boss and you yeah, need to help me with yeah. my boss and and so forth. Again, happened to us all, all the time. Yeah. Um, and um, that's how then, you know, it's also awkward when one person asks for a discount five times. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. But it's different when there's a new face showing up. Yeah. It's asking for a discount again. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then the most important thing, and this is, I mean, this is so funny because it's just so true. The real economic buyer, the real, real decision maker can never, can never interface directly to the seller. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So basically it's then, it's in my case, the CEO or the CRO or, yeah. you know, whatever. And uh, you never allow the seller to speak to the actual economic buyer. Yeah. And ideally, if if you're included in an email chain, you you answer with like three words. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> Haven't looked at it. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this is this is this is how you need to play the authority letter. Then we're moving on to C, so competition. And the thing is, you need to mention the competitors' words like all the time. Yeah. So, for example, when we bought Salesforce, the first thing I said was, "Hey, sorry, my you know, I I really like Salesforce, but my boss is a Microsoft Dynamics guy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dynamics, 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 yeah, dynamics, yeah. dynamics. It's like all the time. Yeah. Right. And uh, and you can use it just to kind of kick off. You can use it during the proposal. You can use it, you know, discussing pricing. You mm. can use it to kind of get a discount. It's like it use it everywhere around. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really good to create this. What it does also is even you know you add signature. Yeah. You literally add signature in in the sales process. You had ninety percent completed. But the the thing is the sales rep cannot feel it to be 90% at that point because it still might only be a coin flip at best because yeah. it still might be the other thing, right? So which then motivates the sales rep to kind of always go, you know, one up on, at this point, I don't want to lose it to the competition, so let's be super aggressive, which then also helps them internally build the case and so forth. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we're not going to sell any software. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then time... So everyone knows Salesforce's year end, fiscally end, is on 31st of January. Yeah. Everyone knows that. So you still have time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the I did the reach out. So in this case, Salesforce, I did the reach out on the 1st of January. Yeah. And said, I need to buy it by the end of the month. So what did this do? Well, it created like, oh, wow, this just popped into my forecast. Yeah. Kind of feeling for the rep. I didn't need to ask the rep when the quarter end was because I knew that already. Yeah. And uh, you can you can dangle with like ah, I'm not sure if we can make this decision by then you know it's for us it probably is going to push out more two more weeks and yeah, you know you can yeah, yeah. kind of use it like this but then also there's a there's a negative side to this as you have less and less time available the number of times you can play ping pong basically reduces and reduces and reduces yeah. right if the timeline is coming up and in Salesforce case if the the clock strikes midnight mm. on the thirty first. No, it's not going to be a last year's deal anymore. It's a, it's a new year's deal. And, and all the discounts do disappear yeah. because, you know, they, they don't, 
they're different, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and you know, when you come up to this to the last week, then you maybe have one or two shots left or something like this, right? Yeah. Because uh, in their case, you need to literally run it up and down the the approval chain. And and uh, I I do know that uh, Salesforce was very upset with uh, the Falcon account. Uh, <laughs> very upset with the Falcon account. Um, so um, that played out as well. So it's bucked uh, yeah. budget, authority, competitor, and timing. Good thing we don't offer discounts here, huh? No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, but I feel like uh, so two ways to actually use software: you reinforce the strategy, force a change, and then a neat little nugget in the end on how to actually then go and buy the thing. Also, how to purchase? How to buy the thing? Way. And. I felt like this was a great episode for us to cover because we have an ebook coming out and it's about how to get strategic and some of these elements you'll also find in the book. It's just a tiny part of it because we don't want to deal, you know, spend too much time on tools. There's a ton on how to get time, yep. how to become strategic, learn from all the best folks. Across we, we've companies. interviewed a couple of really fantastic people for this book actually so let's, yeah. uh, let's see wonderful Michael thank you so much thank you Tony thank you everyone for listening and bye bye bye